Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Hey, everybody, everywhere. Welcome, True Life Fellowship Church, all of our partners, all of our guests. We are so excited that you are joining us here today from for worship from home service. I trust that you had an amazing Thanksgiving. I know we did. We substituted uh, turkey for prime rib, and man, it was delicious. If you know my wife, you know she did a tremendous job with Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm so hopeful that you had a great Thanksgiving as well, that you spent time with your family and your friends, and that you took time to reflect and express your gratitude and appreciation for everything the Lord has done for you this year. I have a word from God for you today. So without further ado, let's pray and let's dive right into the word of the Lord. Father, we love you so very much. Thank you for this opportunity to spend time with you. Thank you for the privilege it is to serve you, to be a son and a daughter of you. We love you. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight and beneficial to your people. In Jesus' name. Come on. Somebody shout amen. Put amen in the comments right now. I want to hear from you as we share this word together, as we fellowship around the word of God. I want to hear from you. I want you in the comments. I want you to click like. I want you to share this. And I want you to get involved with what God is doing right here at True Life Fellowship Church. Well, open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, and let's look at verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. And the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, the son of David, considered one of the wisest men to ever live. I encourage you to read a proverb a day. He says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In John chapter 14, and meet me at verse 1, John chapter 14 and verse 1, The Lord Jesus tells us, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Now, from these two passages of scriptures, we understand that the heart is so critical and it's so very important that Jesus tells us, don't let your heart be troubled or don't let your innermost being, your innermost thoughts your, your innermost feelings and desires be troubled. So the liability, the onus, and the responsibility is on you not letting your heart be troubled. And Solomon tells us that we are to guard our hearts above all else because it determines the course of our lives. So our heart is very critical, and it's so very important that we protect it, keep it, guard it, and don't allow it to be troubled. Now, there's a problem that we have, and uh, I've never really noticed it, but I've been pastoring now for over a decade, and in talking to people in church, and talking to unbelievers, talking to people in other churches, whatever the case may be, this problem that we have is that the holidays are not as an enjoyous occasion 
as we think it should be. For most people, the holidays are not full of joy, not full of gladness, not full of thanksgiving. Matter of fact, the problem is for most people, there is a real issue called holiday stress. It's a real problem. And so today, I don't want to talk to you as as a friend. I want to talk to you as a father figure and as a pastor today. I am not called to pastor the world, but I am called to pastor you, those of you that call True Life Fellowship Church home and our partners and our friends. And I want to communicate to you today in a way that you understand the enormity of this holiday stress. Now, before you tune me out and say, well, I don't deal with holiday stress, somebody else around you may. And so you need to be equipped in order to help someone get through holiday stress. And if you're honest with yourself, if you evaluate yourself honestly, you'll find out that there is some contention where holiday stress is concerned in your life as well. Now, stress is defined as a mental or emotional strain or tension to produce or to deliver. Let me say it again, a mental or emotional strain or tension to produce or deliver, and stress can lead to many consequences, negative consequences, such as back pain. Are you dealing with back pain? That could be because of stress. Elevated blood pressure or high blood pressure is a cause of stress, exhaustion, hives, headaches, joint and muscle pain, moodiness, ulcers, trouble sleeping, and weight gain, and that's just the name of few. Now, we understand weight gain through the holidays could be because of all the good food we're eating, right? But it's also a factor and a consequence of stress. And the reasons for stress during this holiday season are unlimited, but just to name a few, financial pressure. So many of us are dealing with financial pressure when it comes to the holidays. I mean, just think right now about your kid's Christmas list. I bet it's long and I bet it's expensive and you feel some kind of stress or pressure to deliver or to produce. And God does not want us to have that. Matter of fact, he says, guard your heart. Dealing with crowds is stressful. Going shopping and having people all over you can be stressful. I remember one time, this is when we had Zai early on, we went to Toys R Us. <laughs> and Toys R Us was so crowded that I started shaking and I started to break out in highs because the crowds were overwhelming me. They were on top of me, stepping in with my shoes. People were all over me. I had to go to the corner of Toys R Us simply to get away from the crowds. I felt stress. Increased social obligations is another reason for holiday stress. Uh, that includes events like work events that you may not want to participate in or you may not want to go or or you uh, anticipate going and that even causes stress. There's something called anticipatory stress that you're thinking about going and you get stressed out even thinking about going. Preparing for company 
or family to come over during the holiday seasons creates lots of stress. Just the application of cooking, making sure the house is clean, making sure everybody is polite, making sure everybody's cordial and getting along because you know how family could be. There is a lot of stress during the holiday season when we're preparing for company. Another reason is travel. I mean, some of you are traveling during this season and there's stress, especially if you're traveling with small kids. There's stress, and, and don't underestimate the, the pandemic that we're in and all of the hoops and hurdles we have to jump through just to go ahead and travel. And, and if you've been listening, a lot of flights from Southwest have been canceled. American Airlines, we're talking about thousands of flights, and, and the stress to get stranded and stuck somewhere during the holiday season is a real issue. And these are the reasons for stress during the holiday season. And there's a lot more, but I want to talk a little bit about this financial pressure and crowds and increased social obligations and preparing for company and travel with your family. These are stressful times, but I want to give you like a father, a good father would give you, or like a really good pastor or leader or mentor in your life would give you these wise words of wisdom. Number one, Don't go into debt trying to show people how much you love them. Let me say that again. Don't go into debt trying to show people how much you love them. Do not do that. And number two, don't go visit your family if it compromises your mental health. Let me say it again. Do not go visit your family if it compromises your mental health. Mental health is a real issue. It's And we like to kind of sometimes wish it away, but it's a real issue. We're going to have to guard our heart, and part of guarding our heart is guarding what comes on the inside of you. And if you are having anticipatory stress regarding being around family members, I submit to you as a loving pastor would tell you, don't go visit them if you are compromised with your mental health. It's important that you guard your heart. Now, there are some of you that are going to be with family members, and I'm going to talk about this over the next several weeks. Uh, You're going to have to be patient, and you're going to have to be kind. That's what you're going to have to do this holiday season. Be patient and be kind. Endeavor to walk in the fruit of love during this holiday season because you're going to be around stressful people. Give them some grace. Give them some space and give them some mercy as you interact and encounter people that are full of stress. Let's talk more about stress. Matter of fact, the medical world has confirmed that the major source of sickness in the Western Hemisphere is fear with stress and pressure. One more time. The medical world has confirmed that the major source of sickness in the Western Hemisphere is fear with stress and pressure. A Harvard Medical School study of 2,000 participants under stress concluded that they were three times likely to develop heart disease exclusive of another risk factor. Now listen to this. They were, these 2,000 participants, were three times likely to develop 
heart disease because of stress. Other results of stress includes hypertension, suppressed immune system, increased LDL, crazy cortisol level numbers, and ulcers. These are results of stress. It was also discovered that stress kills brain cells the very same way that binge drinking kills brain cells. <laughs> now, some of you probably got a drink in your hand right now, alcoholic drink. Get it out your hand. You don't need any stress. And the alcohol is not going to help you de-stress. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about it later on of how we can overcome stress. One study asked the question, is there a connection between emotional stress and inflammation? Is there a connection between emotional stress and inflammation? Research on inflammatory disease points a guilty finger to stress, anger, unforgiveness, burnout, shame, guilt, and fear. So inflammatory disease points a guilty finger to all of these negative consequences, including stress. A universal study, a university study found out that chronic stress appears to accelerate the aging process by shortening the lifespan of cells, opening the, the door to disease. Now listen to this. This universal study found out that chronic stress appears to accelerate the aging process. Come on now, I know you want to continue to look young. I know you want to continue to look vibrant. Stress will cause you to look older than you really are. It's an enemy to us. It's an enemy to the body of Christ. It's an enemy to you individually. So we're going to have to guard your heart above all else because when we guard our heart, it's going to determine the course of your life. The cells of participants under lots of stress age the equivalent of 9 to 17 years more than the cells of people under little stress. Do you see that? Over a decade, because you are filled with stress, over a decade, you're going to look older than someone else that is contending with little stress. But I have some good news for you. This is really cool. Wait till you hear this good news. Several studies have found that people who visit a house of worship just once a week can extend their life expectancy by nearly a decade. Glory. Now notice, you just come to church just once a week, and these studies have found that you can extend your life expectancy by nearly 10 years. Now that is good news. I said it pays to go to church. Don't you agree? It pays to go to church. Come on, somebody put that in the comments right now. It pays to go to church. Come on, tell your neighbor sitting on the couch right now. It pays to go to church. It really does. Now, is it possible to live a stress-free life in a stressful world? Is it possible to live a stress-free life in a stressful world? The answer is yes. And let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. And Peter tells us, 
casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, this, this verse is so very important because this care involves anxiety, distractions, pressure, and stress. And what these cares do is they divide your mind and they cause you to think about things that you shouldn't think about and be concerned about things that you shouldn't be concerned about. Uh, for, for example, listen to this. Dates and deadlines solicit stress and pressure. Dates and deadlines solicit stress and pressure. I mean, whether you feel it or not, every first of the month, most of you have a rent payment or a house payment. There is pressure to deliver and to produce every first of the month. Uh, maybe you have a dentist appointment coming up and you dread going to the dentist. And, and there's stress associated with the date of going to the dentist. Well, we're talking about the holidays and Christmas is coming up. The Everything that involves the celebration of Christmas can create in you stress and pressure. And it's the dates and the deadlines that will solicit stress. And so once you realize that these dates and these deadlines are soliciting stress in my life, we have a different way to look at it now. First Peter 5, 7 tells us we can go ahead and cast that care over unto the Lord. We can go ahead and say, Lord, you know these dates are coming up. I cast that care. You know Christmas is coming. I cast the care, the anxiety of it. I refuse to be stressed out. I refuse to be overwhelmed this Christmas season. I refuse to get out of my comfort zone and be attacked mentally with panic attacks. I refuse it and I cast that care over unto you because you care for me. The primary question of stress is what are you going to do? Think about that. The primary question of stress is what are you going to do? <laughs> because stress always involves you have to deliver and you have to produce. What are you going to do? And we need to change that question and say, Lord, how are you going to come through? Lord, how are you going to produce in this area? Lord, how are you going to deliver in this area? You know, as a pastor, I, I feel a lot of stress. Uh, they say that my profession is a stressful pro profession. And there's some things I do in the natural to alleviate stress and pressure, like you know, taking walks, going to get a massage, taking time for myself, doing some uh, reading, uh, just relaxing. These are natural things to alleviate stress. But the, the most important thing I do to alleviate stress is I say, Lord, you, what are you going to do? Lord, how are you going to handle this? An unexpected bill comes in from the church. Lord, how are you going to handle this? Someone in the church is in dire need and, and I can't fix their situation. Lord, I'm going to be a stand between, between you and them. And I'm going to be a bridge and a conduit to get to them, to say to them what you would have for them to hear and to know. I mean, these are some things Stacy and I do because there is a lot of stress and pressure in this profession. And, and, and we talk about it and we say, we're going to take the people's problems to God. 
And we're going to take the word of God to the people. Come on, somebody. That's exactly what you should do. You're going to take your problems to God. That's how you cast it. And you're going to take God's word and put it in your heart. Come on, somebody. Send your problems to God and put his word in your heart. This is how you handle stress because stress always asks, what are you going to do? Well, you know, we're believing for a new church building here at True Life Fellowship Church. Well, Devon, what are you going to do, Pastor? What are you going to do? No, I'm going to cast the care over it unto the Lord. Well, man, Christmas is coming up, and and I don't know how we are going to go ahead and pay for some of these things. I mean, you know about inflation. The the prices of goods are going up, and gas prices are going up, and and there's shortages everywhere. And and how are we going to have a wonderful Christmas and get the kids what they want to get and get my grandparents or or my parents some things? And how are we going to do this? I mean, look what's going on in our world cast the care over and unto the Lord. Literally cast it over unto the Lord. And you say, Pastor, how do I cast this care over unto the Lord? All right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get in your hand all of those frustrations and all of the cares and all of the concerns and all of the anxiety and all of the fear and all of the apprehension and all of the dread and and, and, and all of the uneasiness and, and all of it and get it in your hand right now. Just place it in your hand right now and you get it there in your hand. Now imagine all of what I described, all of what you're feeling, all of the aches and pains that you're feeling, everything trying to torment you is in your hand now and you grab it and on the count of three, I want you to throw it. One, two, three, throw it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to miss me now. I don't want your cares. I don't want your cares. I had to duck from that, but you got to throw it. That's what cast means to forcefully throw it. You got to get it out of your possession and get it over into the care of the Lord. And I believe you got to throw it so hard that you need two hands sometimes. Just two hands to throw that thing. In one hand is prayer. God, I can't handle this by myself. I need your help. I need your wisdom. I cannot do this alone. And that's how you cast it. You're giving it over into the Lord so that I can't do it. Help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me. And another way you cast it is you remember the, the second part of that verse that God cares for me. So you have to have faith in knowing and believing that God cares for you, that he cares for you, that he's thinking about you, that he has watchful supervision over you, that he will carry the care for you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that you are more than a conqueror through through Christ Jesus who loved you, that nothing can separate him from your love. You got to believe that God cares for you. This is so important because Jesus came on the scene and introduced a name of God whom we had never heard before. And that name that Jesus introduced to us was the name Father. He called God Father and he told us we can call him Father too. And religion likes to tell us that God doesn't care about you. Religion likes to tell us that God is not really interested in you. He's only interested in himself. But the truth of the matter is the God of the scriptures, the God of Christianity, the God of the saints and believers in the body of Christ is a God who says, call me Papa, call me Father. 
And God is a God that is known to us as father. And your father loves you. Say, my father loves me. Come on, somebody. Say, my father loves me. Put it in the comments right now. My father loves me. He loves you. When a child of God is full of great, I'm sorry, when a child of God is full of cares, doesn't the world have reason to believe that their father in heaven doesn't care about them? Let me say it again. When a child is full of cares, doesn't this communicate to the world that our father doesn't care about us? And so the onus, the liability, the responsibility is on us to cast the care because then we'll be a witness, we'll be a testimony to people that don't know God and they will turn to God and they will say, your God must care about you. He must love you because during all this stressful times and conditions and season that we live in, you are not stressed out. You are carefree. You are full of joy. You are celebrating and you are happy. Why? It's because my father loves me. And when they see how much you are loved by God, they'll want your God. They'll want to be part of the family because anytime a good father takes care of his children, we want to be a part of that family. And God has opened his arms and wants to increase his family. And he wants his kids to know He cares. God cares for me. Say it right now. God cares for me. Say it again. God cares for me. Put it in the comments. Put it in the chat. God cares for me. And he loves you and he wants to carry all of these cares, all of these burdens and these anxieties. He wants you to give it to him because he cares for you he has tender care for you. He has watchful supervision of you. He wants to carry that care for you. And during this holiday season, we are all being contend, we're all contending with pressure and stress. All of us, whether you want to admit it to or not, we're contending with it. Give it to the Lord because he cares for you. When we cast it on him, we no longer have it. You need to get into the habit of saying, I don't care. When something comes up, how are we going to handle this? I'll, I'll remind myself, I don't care because I've casted that care over unto the Lord. I don't care. Go ahead and say it out your mouth right now. I don't care. Put it in the comments in the chat. I don't care. I don't care. I I love watching my kids. They're playing and they're playing and they're playing and they have no care in the world. They know they're going, they know you're going to wake them up. They know you're going to get them dressed. They know you're going to feed them. They know you're going to get them to school. They know you're going to pick them up from school. They know you're going to bathe them. They know you're going to feed them again. They know you're going to get them to bed, help them with their homework. They know all of this. They don't care because they trust you and I to take care of them. We are to act like our kids without a care in the world. Matter of fact, I asked a a friend of mine. He had a newborn baby. And I said, what do you think this newborn baby is thinking about right now? And he made this noise. 
I said, what is that? We laughed. He's like, just air, just going through their, <laughs> through their mind right now. They're not thinking about anything, not one thing. And you and I have grown up to the point where we started caring about supplying our own need. We started caring about how we're going to do this or that. How are we going to take care of these kids? How are we going to get a new house? How are we going to pay this rent? How are we going to pay this car payment? How are we going to pay this bill that we're, that's overdue? How are we going to do it? What are you going to do? That's the pressure question. What are you going to do? 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 And there's dates and there are deadlines associated with all of this. And we have taken the care and held on to it. Truth be told, in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, if we look at verse 5, 6, we just read verse 7, but first, verse 5 says God's resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Then he says, humble your, yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due season. And in verse 7, he says, cast your care over unto the Lord. Listen, if casting your care over unto the Lord is humility, then holding on to all of your cares is pride. Let me say it again. If casting your care is humility or bringing yourself low because you are casting your care, giving it to someone that can carry it for you, the opposite then it's true. If you're going to choose to carry your care and hold on to this holiday stress and pressure, then you are in pride. And God resists the proud, but he gives grace He gives more grace to the humble. We talked about that last week. Humility, God giving you more and more grace. That's what you need during this holiday season. You need more and more grace. You need grace. You need more grace. And the only way you'll get it is to cast your care. To say, I am not big enough to handle all of this. I'm going to give it to the Lord. And you begin to say, I don't care. And you say, Lord, take a hold of this. You handle that. You tell me what you need me to do and I'll do it. See, sometimes we're doing too much, church. We're doing too much. Some things you're doing, you shouldn't even be doing. It should be eliminated from your daily routine. There are some things that you are involved in that you should not even be doing. I'm speaking by the Spirit of God to somebody, and the Lord is revealing it to you right now. There are some things that you are involved in that you need to stop it now, because whether you know it or not, it is bringing stress and pressure and cares into your life. But God wants us to live a carefree life. And the way we do that is we cast our cares over onto the Lord, for he cares for you. Psalms 5522 in the Passion Translation, Psalms 5522 in the Passion Translation says, So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all of your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. There it is once again. Measureless, more grace, unlimited grace, uncontained grace will carry you. We're going to have to cast the care. This is our part. Casting the care over unto the Lord. And here's God's part. He's going to provide for you measureless grace. You will have the anointing, the ability to do the impossible without carrying the care. You'll be able to get through this holiday season stress-free. 
because you've cast the care of it unto the Lord. Some stuff may not get done, and that's okay. You've casted the care over and unto the Lord, and if it didn't get done in this season, it didn't need to get done. Did you hear me? If it didn't get done, it didn't need to get done. Some things you need to take off your to-do list because it's got pressure and stress associated with it. Some things you're doing because other people want you to do. You need to stop. Nope. I'm not doing it because someone else wants me to do it. I'm doing it because God is leading me to do it. We've added too much to our schedule, church. And it's time for you and I to reduce our schedule and only do those things that the Lord will have us do. And scripture tells us the things that we do for the Lord that's what's really going to last. What we do for Christ will last. I want you to say this right now. Say it out your mouth. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Come on, one more time. I'm too blessed to be stressed. That is the truth. That's not a confession, a positive confession. That is the truth. You are too blessed to be contending with this stress. You are too blessed to be up at night not being able to sleep. You're too blessed to be having panic attacks and, and high blood pressure and back pain and, and headaches and um, anxiety and, and social fear. You're too blessed to be stressed with all of this enemies. Matter of fact, the, the Lord says, "I he prepare a table before you in the presence of all of your enemies. Your enemies are around you, but you are too blessed <laughs> for your enemies to take advantage of you because God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, say it one more time. I'm too blessed to be stressed. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, Go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.